0: See you, was it now? Benson J- Benson Joe, Benson, J- Benson.
1: Welcome to Part 10 of the Best of the Worst of Up for Discussion. I'm Tom Zalatini, the host and producer of this show. If this is your first time listening to our show, how did that happen? I mean, welcome. And honestly, this actually may not be a bad place to start. Uh, This is a clip show with fun snippets from episodes 91 to 100 of our show. A big thank you, as always, to Kendalyn Aldridge for listening through all of these episodes and painstakingly choosing the best bits and sending them to me with timestamps so that I don't have to do it. Without her help, this would take me like 10 extra hours of editing, and I have kids, so without Kendalyn's help, this just wouldn't exist, probably. Uh, So thanks again, Kendalyn. Today's Clip Show features our original hosting lineup. Myself, Tom Zalani, Simon Peltier, and Tim Blay. As well as special guests, Scott Evans from The Graveyard Shift, Samurai guitarist Steve Onotera, Jason Stellman from the Drunk Ex-Pastors podcast, iDoctor and musical theater nerd Daniel Wilkenfeld, Julian McKenzie from The Scrum Podcast, also my baby's godfather, YouTube scientist Ines Laura Dawson, frequent guest Victoria Cheng, who I last saw a little over a year ago when we were both waiting to have awesome little babies around the same time at the same birth center, uh, and Alex Tulliatos from Play the Mind. Before we dive in, I'd like to invite you to consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that lets listeners like you donate money, as little as a dollar, to then be able to work directly with us to help make this show as awesome as possible for you. you. We're happy to put this show out for free every week, but the reality is that it costs us money to make it, so, you know, it it helps to to get a little from you on the side. Uh, Between web hosting fees and the occasional equipment upgrade, and also wanting to actually be able to pay everybody involved, crazy idea, right? This show costs us about $200 a month to make. Uh, We're not quite there yet at the time of recording, we're around $80, um, which is enough to pay everyone but not pay our like web hosting fees for instance uh and it's not enough to like cover incidental expenses um so it would be really helpful to have a little extra Uh, and i would also (laughs) i mean the reality is we're not actually paying our editor uh who is me so (laughs) i'm i'm just getting paid to host the show but i do like hours and hours of editing every month for free and it's exhausting um so yeah you know getting us to 200 a month would help make that much much better uh and you know It also lets us think more about the show and and put more effort into pre-production, which is awesome. Um, Anyway, if you want to help out, every dollar helps, and everyone who donates gets a shout out on every single episode of the show. So uh, yeah, go to patreon.com slash up for discussion to make that happen. You know, there's lots of cool perks as well, so it's it's really worth checking out. All right, that's enough for me. Let's play some dang clips.
2: You guys remember way back, way back,
1: way back. Let's cut to a clip. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Welcome to our first episode of the Effort Discussion podcast, guys. I'm Tim Play. I'm Tom Zalatni.
3: I'm Simon Peltier. Whoa,
2: Simon. <laughs> I've never met you before. Who are you? Oh,
3: hey, Tim. I'm Simon. I'm an actor and stuff. How about you, Tom? What do you do? Ah, oh,
1: fuck. Shit, bitches. I'm 2015 Tom. I'm cooler than whatever year you're
2: listening to. Guys, yeah. we just had a story here about saiga antelopes. They're dying everywhere.
1: Yeah, guys. Where is awareness for saiga antelopes? Forget about that, guys. Did you hear that they're making a church where people smoke weed? You mean Rastafarianism? I don't think you can say that. That might be
2: racist. I don't know. But this is (laughs) 2015. Racism is okay.
1: Donald Trump will never be president. (laughs) (laughs) Flashback forward to 2017. (laughs) Wow, guys. It's been a while. That's been... Wow.
2: We've become really mature. It's been a journey. Yeah.
3: It's, it's It's been... a <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's been my parents gave it to me and I had to take it. I gave
1: you your last name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It, I had like a, a choice, you know, like uh they gave me like Toliatos, they gave me like uh, Papadopoulos and stuff like. And I said, "You know, the T one is the good one." <laughs> they are yeah. like,
2: "You could go with Smith or you could have Toliatos." Yeah.
3: You know, some yeah. people are born Greek, and other people have Greekness thrust upon them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander the Greek said that, didn't he? Yeah,
2: there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The monster was in you the whole time. That sounds uncomfortable. That's puberty. <laughs> What's your favorite puberty story? Mm, I really like Backne. Mm. I think I'm, I'm a, a fan of Backne. It oh, holds man. a special place in my heart and on your back. Yeah.
4: I'm sure as like a ten or eleven year old child it wasn't nearly <laughs> as deep. And then you were
1: walking around a little kid going, hey. <laughs> give yeah. me a dunkaroo
4: <laughs> I love those bay blades. <laughs>
3: like I was in high school and there were like in, in our history class there were a bunch of posters from like communist Russia. naturally and yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's better than in the you know arts and crafts class. Um, there were but- still <laughs> communist posters in that class. But yeah, but that was for different reasons. They were student made. Yeah, um, but I like so they all had like Russian writing on them, and I and I was like, oh, I wonder if I could like decipher it. And one of them, I was like, oh, that that word's probably communism. And then from there, I just <laughs> good it guess. It looked <laughs> it look, and yeah. that was your Rosetta Stone. <laughs> it was like K O M M, and then a bunch of other letters I didn't recognize. And I was like, that lo- that's probably uh, that's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. And then it
1: like turned it, out the word was pizza. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean that's pretty bad.
1: Keeping your
4: testicles in a wheelbarrow is pretty. How would that work? You Ew.
2: carry them like in front of you. Yeah, or, like, you, you <laughs> mount them <laughs> to the, yeah, the wheelbarrow. Yeah, the wheelbarrow is kind
4: of stuck out in between your legs, and you kind of have to push it forward, I guess. Oh. Like, yes,
2: but then it's it's going to be some tension there. Where's Maybe the handle on the wheelbarrow? <laughs> is because
4: I assume you're. It's it's in its usual position. It's just that going you kind of oh you gotta you, curve just, them you yeah it? you kind of have to push your your torso forward.
2: I mean, it depends mm-hmm. how much stretch you got going on.
4: That's no, true. It's true. It depends you, on how big the the testicles are as well, and the yeah. wheelbarrow. Yes, as well. Um, I think your butt also would be uncomfortable as well. Oh, you're yeah.
2: t- like the, the the analogy is that your testicles are so big they need a wheelbarrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just imagining them having dropped so far that they like dangled down <laughs> on the ground. Well, then so you, you just like, tuck them through your pant leg and yeah, or throw them over your shoulder. Like a continental soldier. Yeah. Most great epidemics are caused by things jumping from one species mm-hmm. to the other. Mm-hmm. So,
5: porcine IV, I would worry about.
2: Porcine IV? <laughs> yeah. I don't want no IV yeah. from no pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds
1: like a bad day. People actually do um, use pig <laughs> valves for like yeah. transplants and surgeries yeah. a lot. Yeah, for so sure. It, I guess it would be a valid concern, right? Yeah. Like if your pig has AIDS, it probably shouldn't be. Donating valves.
2: (laughs) If you're like dying and you can't, there's no people around, but there are pigs. Can you like? Can you mate with a pig? No, (laughs) (laughs) no. Can you have? Can you have like a pig blood infusion for for a very short amount of time? Like, would it work? I don't. I wouldn't. I mean, I I would think not because like you don't you die if you even get the wrong type of human blood. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to make sure that the pig had the same blood type as you. Yeah. Maybe you could just drink them. The, the blood. type type being a <laughs> human. If I, I drink pig should. blood, if I pour fourteen uh, gallons of pig blood on you at your prom. That's not kosher. And, and I, don't
1: know. I guess that would have to be true, right? Yeah. That statistically most people live past two years. Yes. yes. Otherwise
2: <laughs> Otherwise the life expectancy well, for, would be two. <laughs> for a long time. For a
3: long time that like that wasn't really true. Like a good chunk of humanity never lived past
1: two. Lots of babies being thrown down rivers in baskets. Babies having babies. Babies <laughs> being killed by Herod. Mm, yes. Like,
3: like that's that's why uh, there's the misconception that
2: people live to be around thirty.
1: Misconceptions. Mm-hmm.
2: Because <laughs> that's most conceptions. <laughs> most, most conceptions are misconceptions. That should be a t-shirt.
5: <laughs> I have the same problem where stuffed animals talk to me yeah <laughs> or i worry that they are and so i kind of avoid them which is <laughs> terrible because i have kids and they have a lot of
2: stuffed animals H- how are you feeling about these uh, telus uh monkeys? We got. if i don't
5: look them in the face i'm fine my kids do this to me do they come up to me with their freaking stuffed animals and they're just like hey check this out there's one you know the ones that make noise and move those um, ones give me panic attacks wait
2: they move
5: yeah, because they're like motorized. Oh, oh this is just cruel. Oh my gosh. Oh dear, we now, apologize. All the faces in Wait, this room. Are, so, are, oh, what do you imagine Lord. that they that
2: they might say to you? They're like,
5: just creepy as fuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is this funny or borderline <laughs> No, I,
5: I have my fidget toy. I am fine. <laughs> I'm
1: fine.
6: There's a good good couple idea.
1: people who are alive right now who were born in 1899. And that blows my mind. Really? Yeah, there's no way. There's like one or two people left. They're like 118 years old. Yeah. Mm. Which is madness. One of them doesn't look that much older than like 80 or 90. And I wonder if it's just that eventually you just peak in terms of how much you've aged. There's no
6: more that I can age you anymore. There's nothing left to go. (laughs) Just keep with what you got now. Yeah. And it'll just stop working eventually.
1: (laughs) Or maybe at that point, like you just, for every baby you like, Eat, you gain a couple years and you just Excuse don't me. age anymore because <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like how do you
2: keep going at that point yeah did you, you just accuse yeah, all the yeah, old I was like, people i'm like, not like sure what to <laughs> make of what you just if you've lived past <laughs> 110, you are accountable. It's you, you a cannibal you must eat statement. babies to continue Probably. living <laughs> <laughs> i'm <laughs> at twitter scott at not scott evans not scott evans not there scott we go well you wouldn't twitter to... instagram and snapchat is not scott evans perfect you wouldn't want to mistake you for somebody named scott evans does, does, scott uh, evans has been on t- is on twitter and he's like he's tweeted four times he's clearly a massive like political conservative he hasn't tweeted in like six or seven years and i can't get that handle so that he does frustrate me there's also the irish olympic badminton champion scott evans who is also not me
1: what about uh, does chris evans have a brother named scott
2: chris evans does have a brother who's a uh, soap opera actor and gay icon also not me
1: Wow. You're only one of those two things. <laughs> well, if you guys want to see people get kill themselves on air, tune in for our hundredth episode of the Open Discussion Podcast uh, in two weeks. <laughs> oh
2: dear!
5: Wow, that's uh that's some good hype. <laughs> we've
2: we've already recorded it, so figure that one out. <laughs> we're Peace we're out, end gents. This. We're <laughs>
6: God, I'm sorry that, that Tim is racist. a bit of a racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Strabismus is a uh, is when you when you, one of your eyes is crooked, basically uh, like a lazy eye, basically. Right. Okay, exactly. Like that, yeah. you just cross his eyes. Um, for those of you listening, it is. It is. for those of you at home, Tim just crossed. Tim his eyes. eyes to
2: demonstrate strabismus. It Look so, it up. So, um, so at Christmas, your eyes are crossed and it makes it hard to see.
6: Yeah, at, at Christmas, exactly. <laughs> only that time, just
2: not Christmas, Tom. The special holiday of strabismus yeah. <laughs> it occurs in mid-February.
1: Strabismus for the rest of us. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) There was this horse, see, and Tim led it to water. (laughs) But you can't make it go to patreon.com slash up
2: for discussion and pledge to give us money because Mm. that's a hard thing to make a horse do. That's true. But it's also a hard thing to make a human do, which is why we don't have much money. If you would like to make us have less money, less less not money, and more some money, (laughs) go to Patreon.com/slash-up-for-discussion-and-no-shark-left-behind. Uh, what if that shark like like had this weird, crazy downward spiral though, where like they became a meme, they lost their job and all their <laughs> friends, they wound up on the shores of New Zealand, just wandering around aimlessly, surviving off of candy and Do you bandana. think he just
3: wears the costume every day?
1: That, Maybe it's
2: his identity. He is Left Shark.
1: Oh, I see. He's I a, understand. He's an other
2: Finn. It's not... Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Guys, have we jumped the shark? Let us know in the comments.
2: <laughs>
3: I think oh, all dude. the SoundCloud comments are going to be that this one sound <laughs> bit, and they're entirely going to be yes.
1: <laughs> Did you just say SoundCloud?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they say music is math. Eh, it's not that accurate, but there is a certain parallel between it because there's structure and structure. Yeah. Hmm. But, like, how much of how much of what makes
2: something sound a specific way is quantifiable like when you when you say like okay this this tritone substitution sounds mm-hmm. interesting but, like, hmm. what makes it interesting?
0: A very, very interesting topic you're bringing up. I think I
1: once made a spaghetti sauce of tritone substitution. That sounds delicious.
0: Right? <laughs> For, <laughs> I, that,
1: that's what vegans <laughs> eat, right? I think tritone <laughs> substitution was Ursula's original plan, but
2: then Ariel came along. <laughs> <laughs> a spore range is, is a part of a mushroom that releases spores. Mm. So is that your favorite word? I really like that. That's the word that I have had most attachment to recently. I think. Mm. Well, don't get spores attached to you, or you're gonna have a, a, a fungal growth. Don't inhale Ew. mushroom <laughs> spores, or you Ew. will have fungi
1: lungs. Ew. Don't inhale a mushroom spores, unless you want problems more.
5: It's... You think you own the land you land on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hold on. Let's cut to a clip. I got a lot of problems. I'm feeling really
7: sad. I have a mother, but I don't have a dad. Wow. Let's go back to (laughs) 2017. That story where uh, Elijah, uh, or Elisha, rather, gets made fun of by those boys before being bald, and so he cursed them, and God sent two bears to maul 42 of them. Right. Yeah. I don't think that happened. You know, um, if it (laughs) did happen, I don't think, I don't think God did it. Yeah. I don't think God did it. If it happened, I think it was just a coincidence. Mm. Um, but you know, it just, I don't. And and so what do you will then what's your hermeneutic for understanding second Kings? It's like, I don't know. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I just (laughs) know what I, what I think. And, um, I'm okay with just not knowing stuff, which is for me a growth, you know, like it's massive amount of growth for me to like be okay with not knowing stuff. (laughs) Um, you know, but I am, and so if, there, if there's something in Scripture that seems to um, run, you know, run counter to you know the basic idea that I outlined in the first chapter about God as a father, then I'm just going to fall back on God as a father, and you know, if God is said to treat someone in a way that is uh, cruel and in a way that I would never treat my own earthly children, then I'm just going to not think He did that. Right. <laughs> you know, like sorry. I, I, I wouldn't do that to my kid. I wouldn't, like, waterboard my child for all eternity because he failed to, like, uh, clean his room right.
4: Isn't, like, I'm sure, like, Vatican three seems like it's the only city that actively keeps itself alive through Patreon donations.
1: It's true. Vatican
2: City gets about $40 a month in Patreon donations. Um Okay, hold on. It's not like they constructed a second Vatican City for Vatican II. That's not how that works.
4: You don't know that. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. You don't know that. How do you know they haven't tried?
2: Yeah, gotcha, Tim, you're not even Roman Catholic. I'm a Roman Catholic. <laughs> I'm roaming around. <laughs> I might, I might come back eventually. You're a vagabond. It's <laughs> rolling around.
1: Mm,
4: I'm a the Vatican the bond. You're a no. journeyman.
2: <laughs> mm. Are you in the band Journey? Um, I'm a man- <laughs> so that's I well,
1: hate. 100% of the members of the band journey are men so so far we have not discounted it. Next question. Mm. Are you a member of the band journey? Uh no. All right. Well, 100% of the members of the band journey are members of the band journey. So now we know Tim is not.
5: And then the other one was country. Why? <laughs> For that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: My favorite kind of tree. Mm-hmm. Oh dear.
7: It
5: was Shakespeare's favorite word too.
2: Really? Nice. Country, apparently.
5: Hmm. hmm. For he the used same it, it well. Yeah.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare was rude. Uh huh. Mm. He had a lot of a, uh, a lot a lot of puns. Hmm. the. Uh, I just
5: did, didn't realize yeah. that that was a concept that went. I just didn't think people like. In the olden days,
1: I don't know. Knew what a country
4: was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What? what? I've never actually watched Cosmos.
4: Uh, I don't know. He just seems smart. Tyler Hayward. Yeah.
1: Does he know how to make a cosmopolitan
4: beverage? I mean, or a magazine cover? Like Cosmopol- cosmopolitan?
2: Mm. Does he know how to be a cosmopolitan man? Cosmopolitan man. Does he enjoy cosmopolitan ice
1: cream? That's when they have the white and the black and the red chocolate ice creams that's, together.
4: That's Neapolitan. Is it, though? <laughs> Think
2: about it.
1: <laughs> I just call them white, black, and red ice cream. <laughs> what those flavors were. The white,
2: black, and red chocolate ice creams, yes.
4: Are you it's an there. all flavors matter person? Mm. I just like... I just Be very careful how you answer this question.
2: I don't even understand
1: how those wires got crossed. Mm. I was like, these are the flavors, right? White, black, and red. Mm-hmm. Good old black
4: ice cream. We are, they're there. all special in his sight.
3: <laughs> Tom, <laughs> um, you would know this, because you and I have talked about this, but on Shrove Tuesday, I, I made... I, I wanted to make a pancake for dinner, but I didn't want to just have pancakes for dinner. I wanted savory pancakes. And the rest—the only good recipe I found that had included all the stuff that I already had was this thing called a Dutch baby. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think it may be called a Dutch baby pancake, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> but essentially, it's just you make pancake batter, and instead of doing like pancakes one at a time individually, you pour it all into a cast iron skillet, that's and then the you opposite put it, of a baby pancake. And then you put it in... That sounds very dangerous for babies. <laughs> that is a mommy pancake. And then you put,
2: <laughs> and then you put it in uh, in the oven, and then it cooks. That pancake is like pregnant with several other pancakes.
1: They call it a baby pancake, because when you take it out of the oven, you go, ooh, yeah, that looks good. Mm,
2: they call it a baby pancake because you <laughs> spank it.
1: They call it a baby pancake because when you take it out, you also have to take out a sack of fluids. <laughs> You guys, I straight up only found out this week that the placenta is like a bag. Yeah, I, I always it's, thought that it is a goo.
3: second thing that the mom has to give birth to.
1: Yep, I always, I always <laughs> just thought it was goo that came out.
2: Are you, are you are you aware of the the trend of eating one's placenta? <laughs> yep, and
1: I wouldn't do it if it's a sack.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't a sack, maybe. But the if, fact that it's a sack,
1: yeah. Well, cause, so I mean, I would if it was presented to me as like a. Pasta sauce.
2: <laughs> like placenta sauce. <laughs> this, is, sir, this is our, our special rosé, rosemary and garden no! placenta.
1: <laughs> I kind of really want a bunch of chicks now.
2: Mm. <sighs> Do they change value depending on how much they're peeping? <laughs> I think so. If they, the more they peep,
1: the, the more they're cheap, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. And if, if you grow them to adult chickens, uh, they're no longer valuable as chicks, but you can trade those eggs for stuff. You, I presume you
6: could also trade the chickens. Well, yeah, but then you don't have those nice eggs. Mm. The only reason that I would bathe in any kind of soup is if I got sprayed with a skunk, and that would be tomato soup. Huh. So I'm going to go with tomato soup. Functional. That's yeah, like, yes. it's got to be. I mean, we're not just going to bathe in chicken noodle soup for no reason. Like that's just. Well, Do you think
1: that there'd be no reason to bathe in chicken noodle soup? <laughs> How? Uh,
6: Sounds like yeah, a good experience. Unless you're just like really into weird stuff sexually. Are There's there, like
1: little chunks of carrot in there usually too sometimes.
6: Yeah. Chicken noodle. Those could yeah. It yeah. Tends to only be chicken and noodles. I don't know what kind of chicken no. noodles soup you eat. What no. are you talking about? You never had you never it was- been in a Jewish household where you had a huge carrot a huge parsnip. <laughs> <Just> no, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, even, balls. not even chopped. Up I've, not, I've never
2: yes. been served a gigantic <laughs> carrot on a plate in a Jewish you know, so No, no not in a plate. In it's the in soup. a bowl. It's in the soup. <laughs> in the but soup. as soon as it's more than chicken and noodles, it's not chicken noodle soup. It's chicken noodle and carrot and parsnip and whatever else soup. No. It's chicken noodle vegetable soup. Wait, That's it's, a no. distinct difference. Chicken noodle soup, chicken and, and noodles. noodles. No, and soup. You're,
6: you're just objectively wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, too. You've never been <laughs> more wrong in your life.
2: Well then, what do I call chicken noodle soup that doesn't have vegetables? I need a special name for it. It's now. still chicken noodle it's soup. It's just
6: chicken noodle soup. Yeah, you just it's have just to hearty you know. chicken noodle soup. I feel like you're
2: yeah. erasing the identity of all the vegetables in this soup.
6: No, because I don't know. You just—it's just they don't deserve their name on the title. When you call uh, when you when you say lasagna, it's implied. <laughs> There's nothing in
2: lasagna that's just called lasagna. Well, Las so lasagna so the whole thing. Actually, true. the uh, true.
4: Oh fact, yes, the yes. noodle
1: in a lasagna, is in fact what is called the lasagna. So the baked lasagna dish really should be called like a right. baked lasagna dish. Ba- we just call it lasagna. <laughs> baked lasagna dish. Huh, so, that's what call it sorry, Jim. <laughs>
3: if one day I'm really being an asshole, and I'm I'm not responding to anything else, you can punch me. Cool. Ideally not on my perfect nose. No, no. <laughs> and your nose
1: that's well proportioned <laughs>
3: to <throughout> your face. <laughs> Especially as an actor, I need my face. I
1: wouldn't go for the face. I'd go like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something low in the solar plexus you
3: would you'd lowball me i'd get you in the tummy
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think a lowball is the easy version when it's a punch
1: (laughs) i'm talking about i'm talking about tummy yeah okay yeah Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) no because then maybe you'd
2: do a puke
3: no No. you might
2: also you know rip some of his internal organs probably not. not that strong no (laughs) <laughs> like, uh, I've got Dini. pretty good abs. I've got pretty good abs too. Punch him in the butt. That's the safest place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think. I don't it's think the, so. it's your largest muscle. It can <laughs> yeah. absorb the most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on okay. the buttocks.
0: yeah, not in the butt. Exactly. You <laughs> know, no, on sensitive. the
1: butt. That's a different butt. circumstance. I got yeah. It. yeah. Are there like mm-hmm. guacamole soups? Uh, Question. I mean, there must be an avocado soup out there. If I if I heat up my guac and I eat it with a spoon. Is it so a dis- st- <laughs> disgusting? This is one of, of those table talk <laughs> questions. Of like,
2: mm, if you could choose between a hundred horse-sized ducks and one duck-sized yeah. horse, or whatever. <laughs> I would take a duck-sized horse. That sounds adorable. Imagine if humans gave birth through their mouths, and then you called it child burps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe
3: this is why you don't make as many videos. What me? <laughs> Because <laughs> you just have to
2: filter through all of those ideas Before getting to something that's worth anything That's why this podcast over the past 100 episodes Check it, 100 episodes Has been so very useful to me Because it it, uh. it releases my various child burps it's, onto the masses Simon just <laughs> roasted you
1: so hard <laughs> Tim gets a phone call It's like 8.30 at night We're in the studio oh. Just editing stuff He gets a phone call He's like, oh, I wonder who this is And he answers it And it was some charity asking him for money. And, like, you know, he he puts them on speaker and he's talking to them. And I'm sitting there listening and, you know, uh, because usually, like, I just kind of immediately I'm like, sorry, like, I can't afford to give you any money right now. Like, bye, you know. Uh, But he, like, he sat there through the whole spiel, gets to the end of it. And he's like, so I don't really want to give you guys that much money right now <laughs> uh but like i'd be curious to know about like you know so he he's engaging them asking them a bunch of questions this conversation goes for about half an hour i think in the end he's he got ended more up patience them, than,
2: than most yeah oh, well, I, for sure.
1: in the end he ended up giving them some money maybe like 20 bucks or something but there was this weird thing where they were saying like if you give us a hundred dollars the government will match it but anything less than that they won't and he was like well why won't they match it if i give you like twenty dollars <laughs> and they were like well they just won't he's <laughs> like but that's silly because if I knew that the government was gonna give, you know, match it. I would give twenty dollars, but now I'm not super inclined. And it was funny because I'm sitting there listening to him, like seemingly trolling these guys, and eventually he gave them money. But I just remember thinking, like, man, this is so much more time than I've ever given to a phone operator.
5: <laughs> <laughs> How did I manage to watch so many terrible shows, even though I keep telling people that my parents didn't have a television? I don't know. Hmm.
2: Because you're lying about your parents not having a television? I, don't know. I, I think That would be my guess. <sighs>
5: I <laughs> guess. The wow. The has come out.
2: <laughs> or maybe you had lots of friends with TVs. No. Yes, I got exposed to a lot of things just because I had friends who all they did was watch TV.
5: Nobody invited me over to watch TV. So, yeah, I guess I lied about. Yeah.
2: Mm, okay. <laughs> i guess i lied about having parents
5: <laughs> and friends uh-huh. all i
2: did tv was my only friend but there were
0: parents
3: on tv who didn't have tvs
0: not strawberry yogurt it oh. tastes like iron like uh, that's a really what? specific it thing. tastes <laughs> like iron it does
2: i i, I don't I, disagree i do disagree let's fight a
3: I'll
0: I'll give you compelling arguments that I, strawberry yogurt tastes like iron I wonder if there's
3: something about how like strawberries just oxidize faster in dairy How or can something. you
2: give me a compelling argument for whether something tastes like something else it's like we'll get, in,
0: we'll get
2: into the this is molecular the, the structure. most like per like subjective perception <laughs> thing in the world. It's like trying to tell me that red is a better color than blue. Like, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, Colorum gustam
3: non disputandum. Back to it, Latin.
2: It Colors be, and taste yeah. are not I'll tell to you what I'll discussed. do. I'll, I'll <laughs> taste another. Does it have to be a particular kind of strawberry yogurt? Will any strawberry yogurt do?
0: <laughs> I will <laughs> go next time <laughs> yeah. I taste strawberry yogurt, yeah.
2: I will tell you if I agree with you. But if I agree yeah. with you, you did not convince me. Yeah. And if I disagree with you, you cannot convince me.
0: <laughs> it's going to be impossible. But seriously, no, it's been a taste that I disacquired maybe the last five years. Huh. You know, because normally you acquire a taste, but this is the inverse. I may usually. Or maybe you have acquired the, the
3: taste of iron, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 maybe I, you I, couldn't <laughs> taste the iron before and now you can. Did you start biting your cheeks a lot? <laughs> That's what happens when you mess with the format, Tim. That's what happens
2: when you have a miscommunication. That's what happens when you have a misconception. (laughs) Misconception was my favorite Julia Roberts movie.
1: Mm.
3: Misconception is my favorite Catholic belief.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The immaculate misconception.
2: She really believes this, and it's not true. (laughs) She's a great person, but it's it's just not an accurate statement. She's a virgin, and she's wrong about
1: things. How fun was that? Okay, now, before we wrap up the show, I actually have a special surprise for you. I guess it's not much of a surprise because I included it in the title of this episode, but I still think it'll be fun. Um, last summer, our network, the Upford Network, had a massive fundraiser on Indiegogo to build a brand new sound booth for our studio, Uh, which is uh, the booth where I'm recording right now thanks to donations from listeners like you we reached our goal and we managed to build a pretty sweet sound booth uh I mean full disclosure we didn't get it fully built because the contractor kind of screwed us over but uh, it gets the job done and things sound a lot better than they did before we got it so it's you know baby steps I just have to DIY some stuff to uh get it finished but that's neither here there um yeah if you want to see some photos of it you can head to the network instagram account which is at upford network on instagram uh i just posted a photo on there uh of some sweet new puck lights i installed on the ceiling which promptly fell off about four hours later so uh you know progress steady Frustrating progress. Uh anyway, one of the perks from the Indiegogo campaign we ran was the ability to ask friend of the show and longtime patron Gabe Tranitsky a science question. Uh so originally he was gonna be answering those as part of his own podcast, but that project got put on the back burner for a little while, and he thought he was moving back to Winnipeg, so he was like, Let me just record those uh to like include as bonus content for forever discussion. Um but then he moved back to Montreal, so you know maybe he'll do more things uh but anyway he, he recorded these thinking he was like leaving forever and then got a job like two months later and moved back um so anyway so he came into the studio and he recorded a Q&A of science questions in response to people who donated to the Indiegogo campaign last summer and uh we are attaching it to this so yeah here's that enjoy some Gabe
8: hello and welcome to Q&A with Gabe I am your host Gabe and today we will answer a few science-related questions. The questions that I will be reading today are sent to me by some good people that supported the Upforth Network during their fundraiser last year. One of the perks for donating was the opportunity to ask a question that I would answer in a live segment. The campaign ended successfully at the end of July, thanks to the many people that came together to support independent broadcasting. Special mention goes to the network's director, Tom Slatney, who led this project and has made a platform to give a voice to lots of talented people in Montreal. He is wonderful, the network is wonderful, and you are wonderful for listening. Now on with the show. We have four questions today. Let's start with a fun one. Alex asks, you are allowed to acquire the properties or abilities of an animal. You can only use disabilities at work. What do you choose? Ah, now this is a fun question. Well, Alex, I work lights and sound for a comedy theater. It would be fun to have multiple arms like an octopus. If I had tentacles, I could manipulate and tweak every sound and light knob at the same time. Also, I teach physics in the summer. And one thing I struggle with is blocking the whiteboard as I'm writing, especially because I'm left handed. It's really easy to block as I write. I was thinking it would be nice to be small like a hummingbird and hover in the air while I'm teaching physics. It would make moving about the chalkboard that much easier and I wouldn't block the board. The next question is sent to us by Ali. Ali asks, I know neutrinos are everywhere, but is it true that they pass through everything like a ghost walking through a wall or like a jillions of teensy ghosts passing through everything? If this is true, is it sort of accurate to say that we are comprised of neutrinos, like a river is comprised of teensy drops of water? I know that doesn't really make sense, but I think the idea demonstrates what my question is. Maybe another way to say it is, if we have neutrinos constantly passing through us and always have and always will, then are we neutrinos? Is there anything that doesn't have them passing through? That's an excellent question, Ali. I'll answer it to the best of my ability. Neutrinos are extremely light particles. They move really fast and they are electrically neutral You're not going to be able to weigh them on a scale They're so light and you can't interact with them using a magnet They are still fundamental particles and in many processes that happen in the world that involve electrons and protons neutrinos are sometimes produced but in everyday biology and chemistry and everyday physics neutrinos play a very insignificant role due to their incredibly low rate of interactions with regular matter. Some have called the neutrino the ghost particle but as Ali points out there are a lot of neutrinos in the universe. In fact hold your hand out to the sun for a second. In just that one second a billion neutrinos from the sun have passed through your palm The whole universe is submerged in a sea of neutrinos. Billions of neutrinos pass through every square centimeter of the earth every day, so the whole universe is more or less submerged in a swirling sea of neutrinos. But the question is, are we neutrinos? We can't say we're made of neutrinos, since they're always passing through us and everything else. There's no particular neutrinos that stick to us. Neutrinos passing through us are too weak to have any effect on our bodies and our biology does not rely on neutrinos to work. So even if neutrinos didn't keep moving past us and instead we had the same set of neutrinos inside our bodies the whole time, I still wouldn't say that we are made of neutrinos since their presence does not make a difference. This idea applies to the rest of the Earth and even stars. Neutrinos do not play a role in their everyday existence. When you throw croutons into a soup, the croutons do not become soup. They remain croutons. We are like fleshy croutons submerged in a big neutrino soup. Thank you, Ali, for the question. I hope that answered it. The next question sent to us is written by one of my siblings, Tom. He asks me, how big is the universe? Now the short answer is the universe is 92 billion light years in diameter. The long answer relies on knowing three things first. Thing number one, what's a light year? A light year is the distance that light can travel in a year. Light whoops really fast, but it's still a finite speed. It travels at a magnitude of 10,000 kilometers per second, and it only takes 8 minutes for light from the sun to reach us. It only takes 4 years for light from the nearest star, Alpha Centauri to reach the earth. What this means is that the light that we see today from Alpha Centauri was emitted four years ago. Thing number two, we need to know is the age of the universe. The earliest light source that we observed coming from the edge of the observed universe took 14 billion years to reach us. This means that the observed universe is 14 billion years old. After traveling for 14 billion light years, that light from the edge of the universe finally reached us. So if the edge is 14 billion light years away, then we could go ahead and say that the universe has a radius of 14 billion light years when that first light was emitted. But today in the present, we need to account for thing number three, which is that the universe has been expanding ever since its beginning. Over the past hundred years, cosmologists observed that the universe was expanding and they have measured the expansion rate of the universe. This information combined with the initial size lets us determine the present size of the universe. If the edge was 14 billion light years away initially, the expansion has pushed it to a distance of 42 light years. Therefore the diameter of the known universe is 92 billion light years, even if we technically can't see that far into it because the light hasn't had the time to reach us yet. This is why cosmologists talk about the universe in different terms. The observable universe contains everything whose light has had the time to reach us. And the known universe contains everything, even that which hasn't had the time to reach. Thank you for the question, Tom. I hope that answers it. Our next question is sent to us by Ika. She writes, I wanted to ask. Since you're a science major, what are tips you can give an undergrad about to enter grad school in a STEM field? For context, I'm a biology major with research background in microbiome, and I want to go abroad and take a post-grad. Well, again, since you are a biology major looking into microbiology, I felt that the best person to answer this question was uh, somebody in that field. So I reached out to a friend of mine who is currently doing her master's in microbiology to help answer the question. My friend Mare is a master's student at the University of Winnipeg and is doing research in microbiology, and she had this advice to share with you. If you're able to, talk to current graduate students of theirs to see what the supervisor is like to work with. Depending on what you're hoping to get out of your time in their lab, whether a supervisor is more of a supportive kind or more hands-off could make a huge impact on your learning. Also, I think it would be a good idea to look into whether they have more senior graduate students that can also help mentor you. Working with someone who has funding is obviously great, but I've heard a lot of horror stories of people who had less than stellar supervisors. If you can, get an idea of what they're like to work with and what their lab environment is like. So that was that was Mari's advice. I also have a few tips of my own I'd like to add. When I was deciding where to go for grad school in physics, my undergrad supervisor, Dr. Fry, told me that choosing a supervisor should be in your top two priorities. This means working with someone in a field you're very interested in and working with someone you feel would be a good supervisor for you. Know that your research will have its ups and downs. There will be periods where you feel like you're only making inches of progress and then you'll get your results and feel like a thousand bucks. Sometimes it will feel like a slog and sometimes it will feel like a nice sled ride. The sled ride may not always soften the slog, but the slog does not make those moments of sledding unimportant. Entering grad school is exciting. You're going somewhere new and you're doing hands-on research in the field that you like. The workflow of grad school tends to be a bit different than undergrad, and this may take some getting used to depending on how much experience you had in the past, but you do get used to it. I hope that answers your question, Ika, and I wish you the best in your grad school life. All right, my friends, those are all the questions we have today. Q&A has come to an end for now. If you enjoyed listening to this segment, why not share it with a friend? As Schoolhouse Rock used to say, knowledge is power. That's all for today. Thank you for listening.
1: Oh man, I love Gabe so much. If you like that and want to hear more of him, let us know. He's he's back in Montreal and I'm pretty sure he'd be down to do this again if you had more questions for him. So uh, yeah, message me or leave a comment or, you know tweet at him. He's at Gabe Nitsky on Instagram, not Instagram, Twitter. I don't know what he's at on Instagram. I don't know if he has Instagram. I know he's on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter at Gabe Nitsky. It's been a really long day. You guys, Oh, that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening if you like this consider supporting us on patreon you can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice or by sharing this episode with a friend if you've never listened to the show before maybe go back and listen to some of the full episodes that are featured here or you know listen to the new ones which are also great um our current hosting lineup started like the the full lineup that we have on rotation right now has been going since like june so if you want like If you want to start listening to, like, I guess the current season, you could call it, uh, start with episodes from, like, June 2019 onward. Um, But honestly, like, we've got so many episodes of the show, like, you could really start at episode one and, like, listen to the show evolve over the years and hear all these different voices and, like, hear hosts come and go over the years and, you know, I don't know, it could be fun. You you feel like you're kind of watching a a thing grow and, and change over time and, I don't know, I get kind of a nerdy satisfaction out of that. Maybe you do too. Anyway, go back and listen to stuff. You know, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a good time. This week's episode is our Halloween special uh, and features longtime friend of the show, Alex Smith, uh, helping us go for a deep dive into candy corn, of all things, uh, and a couple of fun stories about people whose roommates need to put their junk away. Uh, so if that sounds, you know, interesting to you at all, <laughs> the episode is uh, episode 244. I want to say Uh, it's called yes to peepee no to vase or vase depending on you know how you feel like pronouncing that Um, yeah you should check it out Alex is really lovely and it was a really fun episode Uh, we are actually about to launch into a special themed month for the month of November where every week we'll be exploring the idea of trips with special guests Uh, trips to Montreal trips on a budget international travel and even drug trips get it trips I don't know. I thought it was clever. The first episode about trips to Montreal uh, features myself and David Hall, who is a like semi regular co host on this show, uh, who also did a run of like fake ads for us for a while that were super fun. Um, so you'll probably stumble across those if you listen back to everything. Uh, he and I co hosting along with special guest Chantal Thomas for an episode that we're going to be calling the Montreal Travel Guide. So uh, if you're looking for things to do in Montreal, tune in on Tuesday to hear about that. Oh, boy, I am so, so tired. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Down With Talking, and you can follow me at Tom's I Special thanks to Crackers & Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music, which you heard, like, all throughout this clip show. And uh, hopefully you liked it and it didn't get annoying for you because I played it every, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> I really love Crackers and & Jam, and hopefully you do too. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. Finally, this show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at UpfordNetwork.com.
0: Yeah, someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of
2: being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old, favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about
6: almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast helping to raise a
4: generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.
3: Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get
7: your podcasts.